Welcome to the Pelvic Power Podcast. I'm your host, Penny Peterson. If you live with pelvic pain, you have landed in the exact right space you need to be in. I'm a yoga teacher that helps people get out of their head and into their body through yoga and holistic living so that they can take back their power as well as harness their own inner power to make a change in their life. Here you will learn from myself, other pelvic power experts and advocates on how you can support yourself on your journey and make the journey so much easier. Welcome. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the Pelvic Power Podcast. I have been away for the past couple of weeks, so there hasn't been an episode, which I told you there would be, but I needed to take a little bit of a break to go back home and take care of my family and spend time with my family. But here we are. We are back, and I am so glad that you are here today. So I went back home to Sweden. So I've been talking a lot of Swedish, not as much English. So bear with me. We might be making up our own words today, which is totally fine because I haven't heard these words either probably, but welcome. And I'm excited to be here with you. So this episode, (laughs) I actually tried to record this episode last week for two hours. Yes, for two hours I tried to record this episode, but I kept getting really emotional and I couldn't get my words out and it was just too heavy. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself a day or two and then try and record it again. So this episode will be very personal to me, very vulnerable, I very emotional. And I want to share what I've been going through for the past couple weeks, the past month with you. Because I think it's important to talk about, so we're on this healing journey and I'm always talking about feeling the best that you could possibly feel, working towards feeling a little bit better. But what happens when you're hit in the head by the biggest fucking brick that you didn't see coming? What happens then? And how do you move on from there? How do you get a sense of power back when you've been knocked down? That's what I want to talk about today. Because as I was saying, I think that this is important because online, we spend a lot of time in the online space and we often just see the highlights or we see the reels of people's lives. And especially when it comes to you want to feel better, people are always showing just the good stuff. And I think it's important to talk about the heavy stuff too. And you're my community, you're my family, you're my space. And I want to be transparent about what I've been going through for the past little while. So I went back home to spend time with my family to heal because we recently lost my stepdad. My stepdad passed away and this was unexpected. Didn't really hit me that it could happen. He had a surgery and yeah. So I had to go back home to spend time with my family and it's been really, really heavy My stepdad has been in my life since I was 17 years old and he was a big part of my life and (laughs) forming the person that I am today. He's been a part of some pivotal moments in my life and I want to talk about them a little bit, our history. So there's going to be some story time with Penny today. We're always excited about that. And I know that you may be here. You may find the Pelvic Power podcast because you want to feel empowered. Or maybe you're just here because you think that I'm fucking hilarious, which I am, or because I just say stupid shit and you like that. And then we move on with our lives. But today will be a little bit of a different episode, but 
I'm, I want to talk about what I'm doing to support myself in this to move towards feeling a little bit better. Even if this, this, there might be the smallest, smallest things that I'm doing to support myself. Because we all end up in these situations in life, which are really hard. It can be any situation that is hard to you. So I want to share this with you. So my stepdad, he came into my life when I was 17 years old. I don't really remember first time meeting him. <laughs> I haven't really heard any stories about it. I've heard stories about my sister meeting him for the first time. I'm not really sure they actually met, but I've heard this story. So my, my stepdad and my mom, they had their first or second date. And my sister was somewhere, like, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour away. I, clearly, I don't know this story properly but she was away somewhere and she called my mom and she's like I need tampons I don't know what to do so I was 17 at the time so she must have been 14 and you know having your period it's awkward you don't want to tell your friends or whatever you may have gone through when you were you know a teenager and awkward and just yeah <laughs> so she called my mom and my mom said that we need to go see my daughter because she needs tampons and he's just like yep Let's do it like a woman that, you know, put her kids above all. Okay. <laughs> a woman that puts her kids above all. That's a woman that I want to be with or something like that. I've heard this story a million times, but clearly I don't know the story that well. So, yes, my, my sister remembers meeting my stepdad, but I can't remember. He just entered our lives and I... You know, I was busy being a 17-year-old, like Zero Fox Kevin. You know, being a being a girl and a teenager. I wasn't a very nice teenager. But he stuck around. <laughs> and then when I turned 18, I had a huge party out in the middle of nowhere. So when you turn 18 in Sweden, you're allowed to drink at the bars, but you're not allowed to like buy alcohol. Like, you're not allowed to buy alcohol in the store, but you're allowed to buy alcohol when you're, like, you know, out partying and stuff like that. So it's, like, a big, big moment in our lives when we turn 18. And I was going to have this huge party out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Like, absolutely middle of nowhere. And my stepdad, he was a security guard. <laughs> so I had created a list of... 80 of my closest friends, yes, I said 80. Who has 80 friends? No one has 80 friends. But I had a list of 80 people coming to this party. My stepdad was the security guard. Who needs a security guard out of the middle of freaking nowhere? I thought that I was the coolest. I thought that he was the coolest person ever. <laughs> and so did everyone else at this party. It was such, such a success. And I had the best time. Such a great party. Such a great party. And then my mom and my stepdad, they got married when I was 19. And I would always feel so supported by my stepdad because I, I was in a lot of pain back in the day, as we all know. And my pelvic pain, my pelvic pain, I could feel that in my lower back. And my stepdad knew that I had a lot of lower back pain which I do know now that it's related to my pelvis, but, <laughs> and the day before their wedding, they were all busy, they were organizing things and stuff like that. And he came up to me and he gave me some money and he's like, go and get yourself that acupressure mat that I really know that you want. 
you know, one of those with the little needles in it and you lie down on it and then you get all red because the blood is flowing and I love it. I still have one of those. So he, it was so nice of him to just, you know, acknowledge that I had pain and then, you know, doing something to support me at that moment, even though it was such a such an important event in their life, he still had time to, you know, think of me and support me. So I always love that about him. And when I was 20, <laughs> I used to work with my stepdad. So he was also a parking attendant. So my mom and my stepdad, they moved to a city about three hours away from my hometown. So when I decided to move in with them, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job or anything. So he would hire me as a receptionist where he worked so I could, you know, have something to do. So in the mornings, we would go in to work at 6 a.m. And, and he was always so weird with me. Like, we would just be weird together. So one of the songs that makes me think of him is Mamma Mia. No, Abba. Hello, I'm Swede and I don't know this. Abba, Dancing Queen. Because we would always listen to that song in our car on the way to work. And if you've seen Mamma Mia, the movie, in that song, when they're singing that song, when the, the piano goes, din -din, din -din, din -din, din -din, you can see a guy sitting at that piano playing the piano. Fun fact from a Swede here, the guy that's playing the piano, he's actually in ABBA. So yeah, now you know. So we would always do that little piano in the car. Din -din, din -din, din -din, din -din. So now every time I hear that song, I think of him and I have ever since then. <laughs> I remember when I moved to Australia and I went to Melbourne with one of my best friends and we were out partying, we were super drunk and I lost him, I lost my friend. And I call home to talk to my mom and my stepdad and I was like crying, I'm lost in Melbourne, I don't know where we are, I don't know where my hostel is. And he would always support me <laughs> in those moments. He's been through a lot of, you know, drunken time moments with Penny when I'm like freaking out when I was younger but he would always be very supportive because he was a really calm soul and he would he would take he would take care of us so yes he has been a huge part of our lives and we're gonna miss him fun fact my stepdad always wanted to be a cop <laughs> but he had bad eyesight so he couldn't become a cop. That's the story that I've been told at least. So all of the things that they're saying on the movies about security guard. In his case, it was true. <laughs> but I had a nap earlier today and I had a dream. In a dream, I had a dream in a dream about him and he was wearing a uniform. He was a cop in my dream. And if he could have been a cop, he wanted to be NYPD. <laughs> that was like his dream. When we would go to New York, he would go to those stores where you, you know, can get all of those like police and fire department stuff. He loved those stores. And that's what Chris always talks about when I, when I talk about my stepdad. So yes, getting the news was quite the shock. And being away from my family, seeing that my family is in Sweden. I live in Canada, so I do have family here. My partner and my cat. So that's my family here. And obviously my friends. But my mom, my dad, my stepdad, my sister, my aunt, my grandma. Everyone's back home in Sweden. So it was really hard to receive those news and not being there with them. 
that was a really, really hard time. So I needed some time to go back home, to be with my mom, my sister, and just take care of each other and do things that, you know, brings us joy and just be together and find the small moments that you feel some relief where you can breathe again, I was going to say. <laughs> and that leads me on to my next little part of this podcast. So when I first got the news, I was completely devastated. I was sitting in my bed and I was sitting there for four hours just bawling. Like I didn't know what to do. I was, yeah, I was, I was not doing well. And I always have my little toolbox and I'm always reaching for tools. And now when I think back at it, I'm so impressed with myself for actually thinking this way. Like I'm actually, I'm not impressed. I want to say that I'm surprised (laughs) that I even thought of this, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do some tapping. That was like the first thing that popped into my head. And at the time I was doing tapping, I was sitting there just bawling my eyes out crying, tapping, saying everything out loud. If you do tapping, I do recommend, you know, saying everything out loud in a way that your higher or like your best self would say it. So I, right now, I am using YouTube for tapping. There's a guy, it's called, he's called Brad. So it's Tap with Brad. And he has so many videos. I swear that he's been on YouTube since like YouTube started. So many videos and he has tapping on grief, on anxiety, stress, miracles, energy, love, worthy, worthiness. So I definitely recommend checking him out if you're into tapping. And that's what I did. First thing I did was tapping on grief. And then after that, so my stepdad passed away on the Wednesday. And then I wasn't supposed to go back home until the Monday. So that time period, I did everything I possibly could to just not get into my emotions, not get stuck in my emotions, because I couldn't deal with that. It was too hard with him passing, not being with my family, me being over here. And I didn't want to deal with that. So I just shut down completely, completely shut down. I didn't do any tapping, no breathing, no yoga. I didn't do any yoga for a week, no journaling, anything like that. I just shut down. And then when I got on the flight, The first thing that I noticed, I sat down and I'm like, oh God, I'm clenching my jaw so hard. For those of you who don't know, your jaw is connected to your pelvis. So if you live with pelvic tension, you may hold tension in your jaw. You may have hold tension in your shoulders. Just being aware of those things. So that was the first thing that I was aware of, that that I noticed about myself in like, yeah, for the first time in like five days. I'm like, oh my God, I'm really clenching my jaw. Okay, so that was my first thing that I started thinking about to move towards feeling a little bit better, to get more balanced in and in tune with myself. I am very aware of my body normally and how I'm feeling. I like to support my body to the best of my ability. But I had been shutting down for five days. I wasn't even aware of what was going on. But when I got on the flight, I'm like, okay, I, can I relax my jaw? Can I relax my jaw? And from there on out, the only thing that I focus on was just relax my jaw a little bit more, relax my jaw, noticing when I was clenching my jaw. It might seem really, really small, but just having that focus can help tremendously. Just release your jaw, relax your jaw. 
And then when I landed in Sweden, I landed there on the Tuesday. I had a really bad sleep. I was very jet lagged. So I woke up around 2.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning and I was watching it on Netflix, doing my avoidance behavior. And then I thought to myself, hmm, maybe I should do some yoga because I hadn't done any yoga for a week. I'm like, maybe I should move my body a little bit. The thing is that I knew on a deeper level that I was avoiding all these things because I know that if I start poking around, like I, I love yoga, obviously that's why I'm a yoga teacher and it can help you release a lot of emotions. But if you're not ready for it, it can be really, really hard. And I knew that if I start poking around, there's going to be a wave of emotions coming over me. And I didn't know if I could handle it at the time. But I was like, I'm going to try and do some yoga. And I think I did two poses. I did two poses. I just sat in hero pose on my knees, sitting my sit bones on my ankles or on my heels. And I just focused on my breath. And then I did a child's pose. And that was all I could do because when I was in that child's pose after that, I could just feel myself falling apart. I was like, no, it's it's too much. And just like I'm talking about this a lot in my yoga classes, meeting your body yourself where you need to be met. And just doing those two poses, it opened up a little bit for me. I was supporting my body, supporting myself, but I felt like, mm, yeah, I, I can't do anymore. And then I had a really, really good cry with my mom and it was really nice. I was also very freaking tired, <laughs> very jet lagged. A lot of emotions have been going on for the past month. And they come in waves, they come in waves. Sometimes it feels better and you know, sometimes it just hits you again. So I did a little bit of yoga and as the week went by, the week went on, I did some more yoga and there was actually one day that I felt really, really empowered by doing yoga. So that was, that was lovely for me to feel that sense. Another thing that I was really struggling with was my breath. I had a really hard time taking a, a good, beautiful, big breath. I had such a hard time. It felt like my breath was stuck in my body. And my mom was saying this to me one day. She's like, you're sighing a lot. And I'm like, but I feel like I can't take a proper breath. I can't find my breath. It's like it's, it's, my, it's, like it's stuck across my chest. And that was really, really hard to me. Because I always focus so much on my breath. Breathing is such an amazing tool when it comes to your healing journey. Breathing helps tremendously to support your body, support your mental health, your emotional health, support you energetically, and just releasing any tension in the pelvis. And that's the thing when it comes to yoga and breathing, we store a lot of our emotions in our pelvis. And if you've ever been to yoga class, you've probably heard your yoga teacher say this. And all of those emotions that I was avoiding, like all of those emotions were just stuck in my entire body. So when I started doing those two yoga poses, obviously it was just like, hello, 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 there we are. So yes, I started to focus a little bit more on my breathing and try and do that. So just doing small things to kind of support myself in a way that feels good. And then some days I was doing the, uh, the breathing practices that I do and some days I was not because I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't fucking care less. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, I just, you know, some days are easier than others when you're going through something that is really, really challenging for you. And just being kind to yourself and meeting yourself where you need to be met. It's super important. It's so, so important. 
And then my mom and I, we did a lot of walking. We walked a lot. And walking is very healing. And especially along the west coast of Sweden. It's so beautiful there. It's insane. And the air is just so nice. It's so crisp. Like it's colder there than it is here in Canada where I live. But we have the ocean and it's just such a nice vibe. It feels like it's a lighter energy there. And the mountains and the nature, it's so nice. So we did a lot of walking. We talked a lot, obviously. Talking, you know, always helps with healing as well. Talking is healing. So definitely recommend that. <laughs> and then walking, it did wonders for both me and my mom. I felt like we did a lot of walking. And Benny also liked that too. That's our little dog. He was also very not feeling that well when I was at home. So we did a lot of walking. But in the midst of everything, like, obviously, we're super, super sad. And we're doing all of the things we can to support ourselves to the best of our abilities. But I had a lot, you know, you're, you're trying to do things to support yourself, the smallest things that just support yourself. But... Also, I had a lot of avoidance behavior when I was there. I I <laughs> I ate so much freaking candy. Sweden has the best candy and I ate candy every single day. Every single day I ate candy because it brought me joy. It got, brought me joy. And also because I was avoiding my feelings, I was literally eating my feelings, which is totally fine sometimes. But it was just this, a way of me for me to cope with what's going with what was uh, with what was going on, so I ate a lot of candy. I drank a lot of wine. I love wine, but I don't drink that often. But I had wine when I was there. So just when you're going through something that is really really challenging, and you're doing all the small things, don't shit on the small things. The small things make up the bigger picture. Even if you like, oh my god, I can't believe I ate that. I can't believe I did that. This is, I'm trying to be a, a better person or a good person. You're still the best that you could be in that moment. And I think that's really important to remember. Because I've always been that kind of person that kind of, you know, hits on me. And this has been a work in progress for me for, I don't know, the past several years you know, to be kind to yourself. Like, I'm doing all the little things that I can do. And then if I'm eating a fucking ton lot of candy, <laughs> ton, tons and lots of candy, a shit ton of candy on top of that, that's okay. That's also okay. I don't know if my teeth thought that it was okay because they were freaking painful. But that's a story for another time. But, you know, be kind to yourself. And Find the small things that you can do. So if you're going through something right now that is really, really challenging and you're just, you've been listening to this podcast and maybe you're feeling, because I'm always saying the power is in your hands. Maybe you're feeling, oh, but I'm not there. Like, how do I find that power that's in my hands? Well, you're here listening to this podcast and that means that you've already taken a step in the right direction that you're supposed to go. You're already taking the power back by listening to this podcast and where you're at right now, that's where you're supposed to be. So I want you to know that I'm not fucking perfect. <laughs> We're not perfect, any of us. And I talk a lot about health and healing journey and how to support yourself. But none of us are doing the right thing all the time. And especially when we're going through challenging stuff. 
And with that, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast today. I'm really grateful that you are here. And I can't wait to be recording more podcast episodes for you because I'm really enjoying talking to you and enjoying this space with you. And if you ever have, you know, any questions, anything you want to tell me, anything you want to share, a story you would like to hear on the podcast or, you know, anything, feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram at wellbeing.i.penny. And until next time, remember to take care of your beautiful body and you are absolutely, absolutely freaking fantastic no matter what you are going through. 